Well, folks, here we are back again on the, I like to say personally, the greatest wrestling interview show out there. But hey, I may be biased. But hey, welcome to another episode of The Soul Sessions. My guest with me, she is undeniable, Ashley Vega. Welcome, Ashley. Hello. Thank you for having me. No, oh, absolutely. My pleasure. So to our viewers who are not familiar with yourself, uh, tell us about your story of becoming a professional wrestler. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I've been wrestling for like for quite a while now, five, five or six years. Um, started at 15 um, and yeah been doing shows since I was 16 um, yeah just started um, in Glasgow where I'm from in Scotland uh, so yeah that's where where it started quite a while ago now I was very young oh well I can imagine I mean was it a bit you know eerie you know going in so young at 15 did you feel some mm. pressure I mean yeah um I probably shouldn't have started such a young age. It's probably because my body is a little bit broken already. Um, but yeah, I started at 15 just because the reason I got into wrestling was um, I've got an older brother who was obsessed with WWE um, and TNA. So I kind of always grew up around it. Mm-hmm. And then the first time I saw the women's wrestle was it was like a Mickey James and Trish Stratus match. I think I must have been about like seven, about seven or something at the time. And um, when I saw them do it, I was, I was just obsessed. And then I begged and pleaded with my mum to let me go to training. Um, eventually she allowed me. Um, and yeah, so I started at 15. Um, and it was a bit scary and things, but um, I just, I think I just loved the idea of wrestling so much that I didn't, that I just enjoyed it more than having the fear of it. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, was there any hesitation from your parents? They're like, "You want to do what?" Yeah, um, I remember like the very first time my mum asked me what I wanted to be when I was older. I said I wanted to be a wrestler, and I was like ten at the time, and she thought I would just grow out of it. And then I started begging to go to training, and yeah, she wasn't really up for it, but she eventually let me, and then. Yeah, uh, she came to my uh, my debut show when I was 16 and I think ever since she kind of realised um, that I'm not going to go out of it, so she may as well just support me along the way. Well, if she's in the long road, you know, just, hey, hands up. Yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah. You speak about Mickey James and Trish being a, such an influence on you. We had uh, Fasage on recently, who's down south in TNT, and Love they talked about how Oh, the, the Queen of Queens, excellent. Literally, very, yeah. Very graceful presence on the show. I was blessed. The viewers were blessed. <laughs> all happy. But they talked about how Lita and Mickey James and Trish were all a big influence on them. For yourself as well, what was it about Mickey and Trish that was such a big influence for you? I think, um, well, it wasn't until I was a wee bit older when I watched all the, the stuff back that I think the reason that I was like so thingy with it and obsessed was because of the storytelling part obviously mm-hmm. at such a young age I didn't really realize what um why I was so captivated by it but when I go back and watch all those matches like they're just so there's like there's a reason why they're wrestling and why they hate each other mm-hmm. and you just get drawn into it like a soap like you watch on tv and it just becomes like uh like this story you watch evolving of two people and they hate each other or whatever the story is and it just makes you want to watch it so then you watch the matches and then you realize like they're they're fighting for a reason whether it's for a bell or whether it's because they don't like each other and I think that's why I enjoyed it so much was because they were so good 
uh, the storytelling and obviously back then like Trish and Mickey they, they didn't have a lot to work with because they didn't get enough time like the guys but with what they were given they managed to make like an amazing storyline and and Lita as well like all everything they were given they made it work and I think that's why like although their matches were only like a few minutes back then people still talk about them to this day because the stories were so good so I think that was why I got drawn into it was because I was like I want to know what happens next I want to know who gets the belt I want to know who really is like the greatest wrestler who's going to win and I think that's why I was so drawn to them because they were so good at what they've done oh yeah they were definitely you know craftsmen or craftswomen doing great stuff for the fans and doing great stuff in the ring yeah now you would eventually actually meet Mickey James as well and yeah how did that that must have been an out-of-body experience like oh shit yeah, it was. <laughs> I went I went down. Um so we're in um Scotland, but the show she was on was in Doncaster, which was like a five hour drive. Um, and I was like, yeah, I was like, do you know what? I'm just gonna do it. So me and my friends who also wrestles, um Daisy Jenkins, shout out to her, who's just started on the scene. Uh, she she drove us down and um yeah, we we're in the queue to meet her, and I was just like, this feels so weird because it was just like the only reason I started wrestling was because of Mickey. So mm-hmm. now I'm getting to meet her, and I was like, and as soon as she saw me, she recognised me, which was really nice. And she um, spoke to me for a while, um, and yeah, she she was she's definitely up for wrestling me, which she said. So that's cool. Um, yeah, so that was pretty unreal to hear that. And yeah, she was just such a nice person. Like sometimes you get worried about meeting people and. But she was just lovely. She took the time. And, yeah, hopefully the match comes sooner than rather than later. Yeah, well, especially with Mickey James going on her last rodeo uh, tour. Yeah. So would that, uh, if you had to say, like, hey, Mickey, let's do this, where would you pick or go and wrestle? Um, I mean, a dream for me, like, the, the dream is to wrestle for Impact because I've been obsessed with Impact oh. for such a long time. Um, so obviously it would be really really cool to do that but the you know a company down in Scotland um, Discovery Wrestling which I wrestle for quite often um, I know that they'd definitely be up for for having Mickey so um, I'd love to do it somewhere that it's in Scotland and is home to me so it would be really cool to, to be able to do it for Discovery as well. Well, that would be very big here for Scotland as well, and big for yourself. I mean, hey, Visage has called out Mickey, you've called out Mickey, so everyone's <laughs> calling out Mickey here, Jesus Christ. She'll need to do a wee tour down in the UK soon. Oh, why not? Why not? Hey, lovely country here, we're great, we're great fans, our fans have been absolutely great. I mean, hey, Clash of the Castle, uh, TT versus yes. which was we're awesome. Yeah. yeah, they are absolutely the best. Now, speaking on TNA as well, we actually had Alan Angels on, former AW wrestler, talk about his love for TNA, especially the X Division. Was the yeah. knockout someone big for you being younger? Yeah. Younger? Well, the, the reason I watched Impact, Impact, sorry, a lot more than um, WWE was because obviously in the UK you had to pay for Sky Sports. Oh, Sky <laughs> Sports. Oof. And um, my my mom and dad weren't too keen on paying for that, so we um, would watch Impact like TNA at the time because it was on Freeview, so we got to watch it for free. Freeview. So. That was why we watched TNA more than WWE because we would have to beg and plead with our mom and dad to buy Sky Sports, and it was very expensive back then. So, um, fair enough. 
Um, so I can't complain. So that was why I was obsessed with TNA because uh, I got to watch it whenever I wanted. Um, yeah, and when I watched it, it was like the beautiful people, um, very mean girls, which I just was obsessed with. And the X Division as well, like I like just recently I was watching, I can't remember what the pay-per-view was, but I was watching, it was um, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles. And they were like my three favourite in TNA mm. growing up. And I, I still watch all their matches to this day back from TNA because I just thought they were so cool. Um, so yeah, I think like 2005, 2000, up to like 2008 era of TNA is like my favourite years. And it was, yeah, good times. Oh, there were good times in TNA back in the day from the early days, everything, even even Jeff Jarrett's reign of terror, as they say, still a, yes. still a good point, still a good point. Then obviously we know Hulk Hogan and we Eric Bischoff would come in as an mm -hmm. impact fan. I think that, that was a very big turning point. Yeah, um, and Jeff Hardy and things like that's what I remember in the six-sided rings. Yeah, good times. Beautiful times indeed. <laughs> we, know, we know the current knockout women's champion for impact is joining Grace. How yes. did you think about going against Jordan Grace for the belt? I've actually wanted to wrestle Jordan for quite a while now, um, just because I've been watching her stuff from be even before she was in Impact, um, and I think she's really, really cool. So it would it would be really it would be really good to wrestle her. There's quite a few people I think in Impact that um, in the Knockouts division anyway that I'd like to to wrestle. So nice. I think it's definitely somewhere I want to to go. Hopefully, maybe yeah, next yeah. year. No, it definitely seems like a lot of people in the business, you know, and us fans as well, always want people to go to a certain golden company, the AEW, as they say. Everyone yeah. wants to go to AEW. What's your thoughts on AEW's women's division? Amazing. I think, you know, they've got Brett Baker, they've got so many good women. Um, yeah, I mean, I've not been watching it as much as other companies, but whenever I see, like, people on Twitter talk about um, a match, I'll always go and watch it. So, Yeah. I think they've got some really good women down there and um, even their dark matches they've had with the women has been really cool and it's been good to see like um, women like Session, Moth Martina have a chance down there as well that I've wrestled before. So it's been really cool to see other people get opportunities and big, big companies like that. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's a cool, cool place and I think there's a strong women's division um, down there too. Yeah, absolutely. It was always great to see, you know, their YouTube show, Dark Elevation, giving these talents from the independent scenes, even just some amount of time to get themselves over, show their style, maybe other yeah. It's a great thing from what AW is doing, and my personal opinion as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that's why, um, you know, it's there's so many companies now in wrestling that are like on TV and things like that. So it's, there's so many opportunities for independent wrestlers now more than yeah. ever. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, there's a particular area of women's wrestling that a lot of people look back on and wince at and don't like, and that is the area of the divas, especially with the uh, butterfly belt, as people have called it. As a fan and as a female wrestler, do you look back on and think of those times that they were necessary or they could have been changed better, or what's your thoughts? I mean, to be honest, I've always been someone that's loved the divas era, um, and... I personally, I mean, I don't love it as much as the women's belt, but I, the Divas belt was what I grew up watching. Mm -hmm. um, like Beth Phoenix, Kelly Kelly, all those kind of women who had the belt. And, you know, it wasn't great because they weren't given a huge amount of time. I mean, like, there was a Divas title match that was like 10 seconds long. You know, it wasn't great. Mm -hmm. But what I think personally is of all those 
things didn't happen, then we wouldn't be where we are now. If we didn't have people like Maurice, Melina, Mickey, um, Beth Phoenix, Natalia, all these women that were in the Divas era and had the Divas Championship, if they didn't make it, you know, worthwhile, mm-hmm. then we probably wouldn't be where we are just now. Um, you know, they weren't given a great amount of time and they weren't given, you know, as much as as the guys, obviously, but you know, they managed to do what worked for them. And, you know, there's still time people still talk about things even to this day with matches with them. So I think I personally enjoyed it when I was younger, but you know, now when you look back, it's like completely different from what it is today. But, you know, I think what with what they were given, they did well with. And I think it's good to celebrate those times and good to like watch those matches. And it's good to to go and watch those times back because it does show you how far we've come. But there's also so much to enjoy from back then as well. You know, there was there was good things, you know, um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, it wasn't great, but if we didn't have it and we didn't have those women back then, we wouldn't be where we are. No, no, absolutely. You know, through these times and matches and environments, you know, sometimes are necessary evil to allow people to evolve and get more opportunities. And eventually we get the give divas attached hashtag and that would lend to the women's revolution. And eventually we would get WWE's own separate women pay-per-view, you know, evolution. However, that's not happened since. Do you feel like... We should get another revolution too? I think, yeah, I think we should. Um, because even with the pay-per-views we have now, there is only one or two women's matches and there's there's more women than ever on the roster now. Um, and I just think, you know, when we had the women's pay-per-view, it was so cool because we got, we got to have women from, like, the past, present and the future because we had NXT people. We had, um, you know, like Trish and Molly Holly. We had all that kind of era as well. So I think it was just really good to to celebrate all the kind of eras of women wrestling um, just for, like, one night. It was really cool to have, you know, all the kind of stars there. So I think it would be awesome to have it again. And, you know, there's more titles now. And, you know, there's the tag division. I think there's just so much more we can do. Um, and I think it, it'd be possible to do another. No, absolutely. You know, hey, guys, you know, big companies, come on, let's give these women wrestlers a chance to elevate themselves and show they can put on a show equal to the men competitors. For example, well, we actually had Warrior Wrestling CEO Steve Tortello, who's over in Chicago, and he talked about that, you know, from his personal point as well as a promoter, that if you put women matches on and you give them the same treatment as you would any other matches that the men could put on, and elevate it, you would make your viewers care. As a woman performer, do you feel the same way about that? Or do you feel like there's any other way you feel like women matches could be elevated? Yeah, um, definitely. I do agree with that. I think, like, whenever, um, especially on the independence a lot, I've noticed um, there was a thing not long ago people were talking about is when there is a women's match on a card, they always shove them in the one match. So it's like a four way, mm. and they always, they'll never have two women's matches. It'll always be just the one women's match. And if there is one women match, they'll just cram them all in the one. So it's like a multi-women match, and which is um, frustrating because why not just have two women's matches or three or whatever? Because there's so many, like in the UK anyway, just now there's so, so many women um, on the independence that there's there's no reason to not have more than, you know, one woman on a show. Um or one women's match rather 
you know, there's, I think there's still like a stigma in wrestling that there can't be more than one women's match, which is frustrating. But when when we, the companies I do work for give you that chance, um, like it's just, you want to put the work in, you want to put the effort in to put on a show to show you can do it. So I think that's, there is still issues there, but you know, the companies I've worked for, they've always been great. So I can't complain. No, hey, that's good. People are giving you a chance and you know, letting you take the ball and roll of it and not having this uphill battle for yourself just to show that you can do what you can do. Yeah, that's definitely. Lovely. Now, something WD have done, they had to collapse the castle. First pay-per-view in the UK since Instagram in the early 2000s. We had Welsh, uh, Welsh wrestler uh, Kid Cymru on. And he talked about that he thinks Wales, Cardiff, should be the host of the next WrestleMania. Now, we're Scottish. We yeah. may have a bias, like, come on, bring it up here. Don't make us travel eight hours down to London and then another one over to Cardiff. If WWE said, hey, we're going to bring it to Scotland, which city would hold the WrestleMania? I feel like the obvious choice would be London. And I think a lot of people would say that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... Cardiff did an amazing job, the fans mm. obviously, but I think all UK fans and wrestling are crazy and wild and loud, so I don't think it would really matter where you do it because at the Cardiff show, I think there was like 70% of the, the crowd weren't even from Cardiff, they were from other parts of the UK, so I think it just goes to show no matter where you hold it, they'll, they're willing to travel hours in the car or get a flight down from whatever um, as long as it's in the UK, there's going to be people from all over the UK. So, I mean, it would be really cool to have it in Scotland. Um, I think that would be unreal. But I, I just think no matter where you have it, the, the fans are going to travel anyway. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll travel. I didn't go to the last show, but I definitely I would travel if they were doing a Mania or they're doing another pay-per-view. I would definitely travel whatever it is in the UK. Yeah, of course, absolutely. I mean, I traveled down there and it was a hell of a journey. Nearly missed a train, a lot of connections, roadworks. Fucking hell, but I made it eventually. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm very jealous. I know a lot of people that went, but I, I didn't go. But next uh, time I'm definitely going to do it. And I think they have to do another UK oh, one now after that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was great until the final match, the last moments. Our boy Dream lost. Still salty about that. Come on. Very, Fuck very. Sakes. <laughs> but um something well down there in Wales as well, a lot of um local promotions as well as wrestling. And sometimes with these big pay-per-views and companies come on, they like to put local talent on against their current talent. It's like little dark matches. If yeah. WWE came across and they said, Hey, Ashley, we're gonna put you on a dark match, you could pick any women Ross any women on the roster to have a match with, who are you picking? On the WWE roster? Yeah. Hmm, I think um oh that's hard i think i would have to go with a fellow scott oh. and go with either um dewdrop or nikki because i have tagged with dewdrop when she was on the independence a few years ago before wwe but i never actually got to wrestler oh. um so i think it would be pretty cool to to do that um at WWE. I think it would I think any woman would be cool to wrestle that's on the roster just now, but I'd love to do it with someone that's, you know, from my neck of the woods as well. So I would love to go against 
do a drop. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, of course. The story writes itself there. Former tag partners and then, you know, clashing in the new new age. Hey, writes yeah. itself. Yeah, <laughs> well, definitely. Well, well, actually, I must personally thank you for coming on the show. We're nearing the end of our time here. But for our fans out there who are in the UK or anywhere who want to come see you wrestle, what dates have you got lined up for the rest of the year? Um, so this is where I have to get my calendar out because I am terrible with dates. Absolutely terrible. Um, what have I got coming up the rest of this year? I've got a few shows. I'm wrestling in... Um, I'm wrestling for Community Pro Wrestling in a couple of weeks on the 4th of November. Um, I'm also wrestling in Airdrie um, in December. Um, and I've got a few other things coming up that I can't say yet. So, um, yeah, all my socials are at Ashlevega UK if you want to, to find me on anywhere. Oh, well, hey, and also don't worry, viewers, it'll be in the description below on YouTube. So just scroll on down, click that, and boom access is yours well hey Ashley personally thank for me thank you for coming on the show it's been an absolute pleasure thank you thank you so much for having me no worries and remember all our viewers if you need any wrestling news or anything you check out wrestling republic as well as stay on the youtube channel for any other episodes of the soul sessions thank you very much guys peace <laughs>